Hey, what's poppin', guys? It's Dulce Rays Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Alexander. Today's July 8th. A little bit hot outside, kind of humid. 86 degrees. We want to thank you so much, though, for tuning in to the next episode of Season 1 of our podcast. Talking about season, the MLB season is back. It's officially back. We got a schedule. Yankees-Nationals opening day. World Series champs against possible World Series champs. Should be a fight, definitely. Yes. I mean, new signee Garrett Cole gets Max Scherzer. We have a lot of news regarding um, the players are going to be playing this season, players that won't be, a whole circle about people moving around. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. But if you haven't noticed, we've been posting a lot of this stuff already on our Instagram. So make sure you head over to our Instagram story besides our jersey, alternate jersey tournament matchups that we have right now. We also have been posting news and, of course, team rankings leading up to opening day. So make sure to follow us at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. And as always, stay tuned for more. Yeah, and do the usual stay healthy. So those six feet means a lot now. And let's head into these news. We're going to start off with the players that opted out. Mm-hmm. So players, I'm going to name off a couple. We have David Price, Ryan Zimmerman, Felix Hernandez, Ian Desmond, Joe Ross, Mike Leake, Wellington Castillo, and Nick Marquez. All those players have said they don't want to yeah. be a part there's, of the 2020 season. There's also more, but we figured we'd highlight these players. I mean, I know Ryan Zimmerman also had a newborn baby. That's why he doesn't want to go through with it. And he had something wrong with something in his body. I want to say his shoulder or back. Um, and also, there's rumors that Mike Trout may or may not want to play this season because of also his baby. Yeah, it, I mean, if I was in this situation, I, would know, I wouldn't know what I would do. But it's, it's, it's definitely stressful for some of these It's stressful for all these players, even if you don't have kids. Yeah, it's definitely a decision that you have to make. And definitely, there, there has been a sadly a lot of players that have got in. COVID-19. No, well, not a lot. There's a decent amount of players that have contracted COVID. Um, they've been isolated for 14 days, but we have just like the top like five or six here. So I'm gonna be talking about them. It's Jesus Luzardo. Jesus Luzardo. Yeah, yeah the, the I, Athletics prospect. Their number one prospect actually. DJ Lemayhew. Freddie Freeman, Salvador Perez, and Aaron Nola. Those are just a couple. Those aren't yeah. all. There's a we, couple other guys, but... I mean, this is what's going to be happening this season for all sports. You're going to have players opting out. You're going to have players that contract the actual virus. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to affect how each team plays, either mentally and physically, and just the chemistry in general. Yeah. You're going to have people bouncing in and out, like, playing different positions. Why, this is why MLB went with a 60-man taxi roster. So you can just keep calling up people and moving them down. Yeah. I don't think there's a rule this year on waivers as far as moving people up and down a certain amount of times. I, I sure could, hope there is. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that was the waiver rule was wavered. <laughs> um, but as we talk about players moving out, let's, let's bring the positivity. Let's talk about players coming back. So yes. as far as comebacks, we got A.J. Ramos. He had shoulder injuries in 2018 when he played for the Miami Marlins right before they changed their uniform to the nice, sleek, like, Miami Vice City colors. He's attempting to make a comeback, and he successfully did. He's signed by the Los Angeles Dodgers for this upcoming season. Uh, on that toxic man roster, yeah. Um, Aaron Judge had a fractured rib in 2019. He is back for the Yankees. Andrew McCutcheon tore his ACL last season with the Phillies, and he is back, ready to go. Lance yeah. McCullers Jr. had Tommy John surgery in 2018. He's ready to get back in the MLB. And Deline Bedantes had a right shoulder injury and a torn Achilles heel, but he got signed by the Mets and he's ready to go. I saw him in spring training. Well, I, I guess 
July camps, not, not spring training anymore, summer camps is what they're calling it. I, I go on Facebook, because I'm a Mets fan, and then they actually use, every day they show you live video of batting practice or pitching, like IO, everything. So it's nice to see that they're actually out there doing stuff. Yeah, it's a, and then let's talk about players that were signed. Well, there so, has been some signings. Because players opted out, other players had opportunities to jump in. So for the Rockies, Ian Desmond, he's a utility player, but more so an outfielder now than he was in the beginning of his career. Since he opted out, they signed Matt Kemp, who originally was supposed to be with the Miley Marlins this season, and he was released when COVID, right before COVID. So now he has a spot on the team. The Mets signed Milky Cabrera from the White Sox, Hunter Strickland, who just won the World Series, and Gordon Beckham from the Seattle Mariners. So they're doing a lot over there in New York. Um, yeah, and then, of course, like we said, the Dodgers, A.J. Ramos. And then New York Yankees signed a, a Matt Duffy. I think he's around his late 20s, early 30s, he's an infielder. But as you can see, like, well, there's probably more, but we haven't heard about it as much, and there's going to be more, is these teams, like, when they were told 65, 60 man roster, they only put out like 45, 47, because they wanted the chance to sign all these veterans. Because uh-huh. the whole reason, they're not going to be playing, they're just going to be practicing, because there's no minor league baseball, unfortunately. Um, Major League and foreign minor league baseball, we're not going to be sending any players to any of the minor league teams. So the season's canceled for all 160, I believe, minor league teams. Um, so basically, they're going to be sitting like ducks, just practicing all the time. I don't think all 60 players are going to be at the facility at the same time. Pretty yeah. sure it's only going to be the active roster. So I think it's going to start with 40, goes down to 35, then 30, 28, and then it'll stop at 26. And I think they'll bring it back up to 30 for the playoff roster, or 35. Which is, I think, is smart because yeah. it, it definitely spaces out guys mm-hmm. and it's definitely good for like this time mm-hmm. with for all sure. the, like the, the COVID going on. So yeah. it's definitely great because then they can space out and they can do their stuff that they need to do for games and stuff. So. What's also interesting though is we had two signees for South Korea, the KBO. Oh, really? Yeah. Brandon Barnes to the Hanwha Eagles, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, and Addison Russell to the Kibun Heroes. The two players on the MLB transaction list, and we were looking up this, who got signed, who got released, stuff like that, and they, they signed with the KBL, so they're starting brand new. And as we talked about a while ago, Matt Harvey's looking to do that and hasn't gotten an official team yet, but I'm, I'm sure that he probably might get a team by the end of the season. Yeah, well, that's also going to be a great jumpstart for them if they want to come back to yeah. the MLB. So while we're getting ready for the season, we're letting you know. We're, we're going to try to do every week we have the podcast, let you know who's in, who's out, that's brand new. Keep it nice and updated, let you know what's going on during this time. But we also have some important dates from MLB that they listed on all their social media that we're going to talk about. So July 23rd, 24th, opening day. Obviously, we already talked about that. Yankees Nationals headlining that. Um, August 13th, will be Field of Dreams. We waited for this for a long time. They actually made a Field of Dreams field. I believe it's, if it's not the movie site, it's near the movie site. Yeah. Where the Chicago White Sox will be playing. Like, this was in talks a couple years ago. We're finally going to see it. Even with COVID, a lot of people were like, oh, man, we're not going to know. I mean, we're going to see it. There were going to be a good amount of fans there. Uh, they weren't going to try to do a lot. They are actually just going to have almost like a Little League baseball game where you pay to sit on the bleachers, and that's it. So that would have been really cool to see, but I'm sure they're going to do this again next year. Yeah, they better. Because they're going to have a lot of, like, um, excitement drawn up from just doing this. Yeah. Um, the Negro League's 100th anniversary celebration will be on August 16th. Jackie Robinson Day will be moved to August 28th. Roberto Clemente Day will be on September 9th. And the final day of the regular season, September 27th. Those are the six important dates you need to know for this upcoming season. Yeah, definitely getting yeah. excited and being ready for it. 
And if you thought we were done with the news, no, we got a couple more things. This, this might be exciting for, I guess, baseball fans in general. Or maybe Red Sox fans. I don't know. You're going to have to tell me what you think. But former Red Sox GM Dave Dombrowski, he's moving to Nashville. He wants to help either move a team from the MLB to Nashville or to make the 31st team in the MLB. No, that's definitely going to stir up a lot of things because it's hard for an MLB team to pick up and just leave like that. It's not Baseball is not like other leagues. It's more territorial. Usually you create teams over moving them. Uh, we've seen in the NFL that teams just kind of like picked up and left the past couple of years. I mean, you talk yeah. about Chargers, um, the, the right. San Diego Chargers become the Chargers, Valley Oakland Chargers. Raiders go to uh, Vegas. Yeah, there's always a lot of controversy. They're always trying to move teams. They're trying to put people in London. They're trying to put a team in here. Trying to put. A there's always been talks about MLB possibly putting a team in Mexico and stuff like that. But then, I guess they're starting for that. They put they did Mexico series. They did Puerto Rico series. Yeah. They did Republic public series. They have two teams that go down to each country and they play for them. Cuba, Puerto Rico. It it brings awareness to everybody. Um. I personally can't see a team moving to Nashville just for the same reason we said, but making a 31st team, now that could happen. And you might be thinking, well, Spencer or Xander, like, that doesn't make sense. How can you have an even, even amount of teams? How are you going to have 31 teams? I'll tell you what, NHL made it work. They yeah. did 31 teams. There, there's been a time when every league has had an uneven amount of teams. We just live in a time where everything's been 30, 32. Yeah. So it's always been nice and even, ready to go. But it's just... As we've seen these past couple years, or last past five years, MLB players and teams are not agreeing to long-term contracts unless they know they're going to be really good. Yeah, that's true. They've been giving them short, like five years max. So because of that, a lot of free, a lot of MLB veterans that could be on a team are free agents, and we're seeing a lot of them being used this season because of the 60-man roster that's going to drop next season if we don't have a 60-man roster. There are enough prospects, and players to make a 31st team possibly even 32nd team now it would be kind of crazy to bring two teams in at once but if they could pull it off it would make sense i mean nashville is a great place to bring baseball it is um they, they have the nashville sounds i'm pretty sure they still have that team they see the triple a or double a i forgot what affiliate though i want to say athletics but i could be wrong with that the nashville sounds but i think that they definitely bring a new team to the MLB with all these free agents that they have after this season, maybe even like two seasons from now, like get the togs going, build a stadium. It would be exciting seeing a new team. It would. It would. Because like the most we get is like Jersey. 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 Like so like Padre the, the Brewers changed, the Padres changed, the Marlins, the, the latest three really. Yeah. And then the Rangers are trying to, the goal really right now for Jersey, it looks like they're just trying to make throwbacks their home in a ways and alternates. So like they're not using throwbacks as much. Let's move on to the next news piece. I'm not get stuck on this, but I mean, Nashville baseball. Yeah. I would love to see it happen. Um, we're going to head into some other news, which is uh, something that happened a couple days ago. So what they're doing now during the summer camps is they're, they're usually pitching to hitters. They're doing live ABs. Tanaka was pitching to Giancarlo Stanton, and Stanton hit a line drive and hit Tanaka in the head. Um, he has... He's okay. The, C the CT scans came back. They were negative. He was released from the hospital. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. John Carlos Stanton felt a little bad as soon as he hit. You can kind of see in the video. Yeah, the video. He, he knew as soon as he swung the bat that he just went down to the ground. He's like, oh. Yeah, kind of felt bad for that. Mm -hmm. Heading into some other news, um, there will be no All-Star weekend, no mm -hmm. All-Star anything yeah. for 2020. But 
they were supposed to be held in Los Angeles with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yep. They're moving that to 2022. Mm-hmm. So the Dodgers are going to have 2022. Yeah. And then 2021 is going to be the Atlanta Braves at Truist Park. Yeah, the brand new Truist Park. They're not going to be SunTrust anymore. We had one trade, actually. The first trade of the offseason. Or I guess the season. Padres and Athletics. Athletics sent their second base shortstop, Jorge Marteo. 25 years old. He bat 289, 19 home runs, 78 RBIs, and 119 games last year in AAA for a player to be named later. Still haven't found out about that. That was last week. So they still haven't had that player to be named later. <laughs> Don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But that was exciting. You know, first trade of the, uh, the, the season. Mm-hmm. You know what that sound is? It's time for Alexander's Fun Fact of the Day. Let's get it. Spence, today we're going to be talking about your favorite team, the New York Mets. Well, I hope it's a good fun fact. <laughs> So in 1999, Bobby Valentin was the manager, mm-hmm. and he was ejected because of a close call. He went out there, and he fought his case. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, whatever. He got ejected, right? The umpire threw him out because he was in the umpire's face. So he went into the clubhouse. He was kind of pissed. He put on regular clothes, and he put on a fake mustache, and came in back to the dugout. And tried acting like he was not Bobby Valentine. He was some random guy. Some whatever. And the commissioner's office fined him $5,000 after returning <laughs> for the ejection. And he was ejected yet again. So he was ejected twice right there. I remember seeing that video. I've actually seen that like a lot. Like There'll be top ejections or just like funny Mets moments. I've, I've seen that quite a few times. I didn't know that he had to pay $5,000. Yeah, he had to pay $5,000 and he got <laughs> ejected twice. I don't, think he, I don't think he cared about getting ejected twice, but like it was so obvious. The commentators saw it. Like if you watch that video on YouTube, you look up Bobby Valentine ejection, and the commentators like, "Whoa, who's that in the dugout?" I was like, "He's wearing a mustache." Wait a minute, that's Bobby Valentine. He's wearing. A, he's like, "We're trying to fool." Like, <laughs> the commentators ratted him out. But I remember they had those like nice sleek back jerseys. They got to bring that back for the Mets. Yeah, those are tough. So Bobby Valentine, don't put on a fake mustache. Do the right thing. <laughs> Let's get down to the brass tacks and nitty-gritty of today's episode. Let's do it. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Use code TRAVISSENTME10 for 10% off your first order. And again, that's poddex.com, TRAVISSENTME10 for 10% off your first order. We're going to put that link in the bio. We're going to have that as far as the description for this episode. So make sure you check out poddex.com. And basically, our episode today, we're going to use the poddex baseball deck. Yes. We're going to be shuffling through, and we're going to go back and forth. I'm just going to have some nice fan-related questions. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Are you ready? Let's, let's, let's do it. it. Let's do it. All right. So um, let me grab the first card right here. Our very first question is coming from Spencer. Is 90 feet still the right distance from home to first, or should it be? Shorter. I think, as a, as a baseball player and as a fan, I feel 90 feet is perfect. It's that right amount. It's always been perfect. I feel like they should keep it where it is and keep it the same. I'm yeah, not... I mean, I feel 90, 90 is good for right now. Um, I don't think we should mess with the distance. We can mess with a couple other things, though. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one, though. All right, so let me grab this next card. Have you ever been? Have you ever attended any spring training games? 
I actually have. Um, I've been to Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium, uh, which is, I believe, it's West Palm Beach, Florida. It's it's in South Florida. It's the home of the Miami Marlins and Sar- St. Louis Cardinals um, spring training site. It's they also host the Jupiter Hammerheads single A team and. Oh my God, I can't think. I want to say it's Johnson City Cardinals of the single league team of the Cardinals. So basically four teams get to play there. The two minor league teams during the regular season and the two spring training teams. So it looks like a spring training stadium right off the bat. Yeah. It's right next to a university. Um, it, it was beautiful. I mean, I got to see a Yankees-Cardinals game. Oh, lucky. Yeah. So that was really pretty cool to see. Um, we didn't get to stay for the whole game. But regardless, like I've never seen uh, the Yankees actually play a game. I've only seen them as far as like locker room stuff. So, I, well, actually, no, no. I disregard that. I have seen the Yankees play. I haven't seen the Cardinals though. I have never seen the Cardinals play. I'm obviously a Yankees fan, yeah. so I've seen them play. A couple well, we times. also we're not from we're not from like, where the Cardinals play in St. Yeah. Louis, so it's kind of hard for us to see them unless they come to our parks. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I I've never seen a spring training game. Sadly, I spring, really want to spring training fun for sure because yeah, like because you, you see, see all the people guys. just keep rotating and they keep putting in more people. And you like, get to see the prospects. It's not too. the same people every game. Uh-huh. I remember like, the one souvenir I made sure I had to buy was like, I don't want to buy a Cardinals hat. No yeah. offense to Cardinals fans, but it was the first year last season that the Marlins had their new uniforms. So I was like, I'm buying a bucket of popcorn, like a souvenir bucket with the Marlins logo, the brand new one. I mean, it was like six bucks. So I was like, I got to buy this. Yeah. I still have my room right now. All right, let's get to the next one. So where were you when the Cubs broke the curse? So for everyone who doesn't know, 2016, they broke a curse. I think it was 106 years? Yes. I was... Chilling at my house, you know. We're probably would, together, to be honest. Yeah, watching the World Series. And, you know, I when it comes to postseason, I'm a guy that will sit down and I can watch every game play. Oh, I yeah. just need some food and some water. Exactly. And I'll, I'll, I'll watch there. every game. I love I love watching baseball. Postseason is exciting for baseball. It's definitely going to be exciting this year. You don't know who's going to make it at all. Yeah. I remember that I was sitting down on my couch and I was like, no way, they just did this. <laughs> um, Let's head on to the next one. So you're making the batting order, right? You're, like, of all time, who is your top three guys? All time? Or are we talking, like, right now? Because it'd be easier to... I would say it'd be easier to do it right now. All right, so let's do it right let's now. Do, let's do it right now. like, present day. Present um, day. Who's your one, two, and three batter? So I like to stay a little, like, Little League when I try to make my lineups. So I'm going to go for a fast guy who's going to get on base for number one, followed by a contact slash power for number two, and three, I'm going to have to go Dinger Derby. So... Yeah, I'm a Mets fan, but he's also on a hot streak. I'm putting Pete Alonso at three. Let's get that out of the way. Okay. If it wasn't him, I'd go Chris Davis. Not Chris Davis from the older Orioles. Excuse me. Chris Davis from the Athletics. Batting 247 for four years in a row. Doesn't happen by mistake. 247. He's, he's a magician. There's something going on over there. 247. Who's your number two? Um, I really want to put Mike Trout in there. I don't know if... I, this is hard. Like Top three out of every... Because you got to think about it. It's 26-man roster. Yeah. 30 different teams. Man, I'm going. Yeah, you know what? I, I would usually put Mike Trout at third when I'm, you know, when I play MLB the show stuff like that. But I'm gonna put him at two. So you got Peter Alonso at three, Mike Trout at two, and I gotta pick a fast guy for number one. Man, I don't even know. There's there's a good good amount of fast people, but like, who's the best to get on base? Who's gonna secure that spot? A couple years ago, I would have told you Billy Hamilton. But he's not the same player he's been. I would have said Jared Dyson. I would have said D. Gordon. 
players like that. Or even like 10 years ago, I would have said Jose Reyes. But these guys are now nowhere near where they were. So I have to think of someone fast. Oh, jeez. This has really got me thinking. Um, hmm. Well, while you're doing that, let me head into my top three. All okay, right. yeah, yeah, you think about your top three. Yeah, and then you'll let us know about yeah. number one. For, for for my number one, I'm going to go one to three. I'm taking Ozzy Albies, no doubt in my life. Okay. He's going to be my number one batter. I love the switch hitter, and I love seeing him going everywhere, and he has some speed on him. For number two, don't hate me. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm taking my boy Glaber Torres. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be that that nice spot that nice um that nice two spot because he hits gaps and he hits dingers as well. He's also that contact hitter that you need. And for my three hitter, I would go Mike Trout, but you know since you picked Mike Trout, I'll do someone different. Between me, it, for me, it was stuck between three guys. It was Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger, and Nolan Arenado. But I feel the best hitter to have all those is Cody Bellinger, and that's why he's my number three hitter. So who do you got for number one? Number one. I, I, I keep thinking about it because, like, there's not as many fast players as there used to be, and they're not the same speed now. So I think I'm going to have to go back to the Mets. I'm going to go with Jeff McNeil just because I'm, I'm, I took, I'm taking contact and getting on base over speed. That's just for that reason. He was third in batting average the past season. Nothing better than that. All right, so they got the next one. What is the most controversial baseball moment of all time, in your opinion? There's obviously got a couple for sure. A couple. And it's funny because uh, we're gonna be talking about that soon. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about that soon. <laughs> hint, hint. But um, for my controversial, I feel like I'm, I want to talk about like the Black Sox. That's what I feel. 1918. Yes, when the White years. Sox threw the game, mm-hmm. also known as the Black Sox scandal. Yeah. So. That's what I feel is the most controversial moment. Um, so heading to the next question, which team has the best social media presence? So originally I would have thought it would be, I would say Yankees or Dodgers, but like yesterday I was scrolling through Facebook. Yeah, I still use Facebook. I'm 19 years old, okay? I got a lot of Facebook groups from high school and college. I got a bunch of stuff. Anyway, so I'm on Facebook, and all these teams are putting out, they're doing their own way of saying, oh, this is our schedule. They all had the same thing. It was just a graphic of some camo background or like a paint drop, backdrop, right? And then they said, this is our schedule. Surprisingly, surprisingly I'm going to go with the Orioles. The Orioles? The Orioles. If you check their Facebook page, they did a very fantastic job presenting their 2020 schedule. They used trading cards. They took one of the top players from each team. And if the teams repeated twice, which most likely would, they would do a different player. So they did like a binder of trading cards. And they scanned through it. So it wasn't literally someone taking a video. It was um, it was edited. It was almost like you'd see it yeah. on an actual like Jumbotron. Like, oh, that's it was, really cool. It was, yeah, it was really cool. So like, they, went through, they went through it. They went through it, and then it, it had the dates. and went through like a slow panoramic uh-huh. of the first page, and then they flipped the page. It wasn't a person, but like, it just made the motion of flipping the page. And then the next one. And then the next one. And they kept doing it. The season was over, and I was like, that's really really creative yeah well i definitely am gonna go on facebook after this and yeah, go you're gonna check, check it that out. out for sure because Orioles on facebook. i am one fan of art graphic arts and stuff like that all right so what baseball artifact is worth bringing back some examples are the astral turf or some organ music or bad day i feel like there should there's there's a couple stadiums where there's guys that play the organ 
but I love when you're going to like an old nice stadium and then Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field, and Wrigley then they Field. play the organ. We took the store. We took the store. We took the tour the of tour. the stadium. Try to yeah. connect two words. It wasn't that good. Uh, I I personally <laughs> like when the guy plays the organs after every mm-hmm. like every play, every whatever in the national anthem with the organ. I feel like that should be brought back because baseball has been around since 1849 professionally for MLB. Yeah, I feel it, it brings me back. It, to it that would moment. give it's that like, little... boom boom boom. Boom, boom, boom. Like, when they play, it's like, it's authentic. It's not just the sound that someone's uh-huh. pressing on a mixer. Uh-huh. It, it, it definitely you know? feels authentic. Yeah, it brings baseball back a little bit. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's what you need. Have you ever seen a famous baseball player in public? Fortunately enough, we both have seen a lot. Um, ranging from our cousin Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy, uh, Jacobonis. We've seen Miguel Cabrera. Couldn't get his autograph, unfortunately. Um, I got Curtis Granderson's autograph at a Mets game. My very first, like, Big Mets autograph. I was, I think it was 2015. Like, I was starstruck because like, this guy's a class player. Uh-huh. And like, I've always seen him play for the East, play for the Yankees, Detroit, and then yeah. he played for the Mets. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I got to see him in person. And I, honestly, one of the best interactions. Like, he's like, hey, you want a picture? I was like, a picture too? I was like, you're going to sign and take a picture? Unbelievable. Um, we, Matt Weeders, we got a signature. James yeah. McCann, before he hit up big with Detroit, before he went to uh, Chicago. Daniel Norris when he was on the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else. Bryce Harper, John Franco, uh, Pete Rose Jr. There's, there's been a lot. There's been a lot that we've seen in person. We've been fortunate enough to be around baseball and like baseball for such a long time. Yes. And been able to go to games and stuff. So and we really we went to a couple fan fests that we talked about. In, oh yeah, in, like the past. Mm-hmm. But it's we definitely have been able. We've to... had our fair share of seeing players uh-huh. in public. Yeah. Wiffle ball or stick ball. Well, I am a wiffle ball god, as I like to say. But I, I love playing wiffle ball. I I really haven't played stick ball. I guess I have picked up a stick and pretended mm-hmm. it was a baseball bat because I got bored at like some family event or something. But definitely wiffle ball because that ball can move in crazy ways. Oh, yeah. When you get... I forgot. What's the name of it? The junk, junk ball. ball. Junk ball. Yeah, yes. junk ball. They, they go... They have leagues for that. Like, I, I see on Instagram, yeah, TikTok. it's or... really... And, and they also have a blitz ball, too. <laughs> it's it's really it's really cool to see. And, and play, actually. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Is the draft too short, too long, or is it that Goldilocks just right? So, I'm going to erase this season, because I'm not going to count this draft, in my opinion. Yeah. Because, obviously, it was short. Only five <laughs> rounds. I generally think it's the right amount... Because they also have compensatory rounds, too. So, like, if you, for instance, I can't think of, well, yeah, you know, I have exact, for instance, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shine some light on the situation. So, everyone, I think it's July 1st, right? Bobby Benia Day, something like that. Yeah. July 1st, July 2nd. Everyone always rags on the Mets. And, yeah, at the time, it seemed like a dumb decision. But if you don't dig into the situation deep enough, you're still going to think they're stupid. Now, they... Avoided paying him $5.9 million in 1999. Right? They agreed to this deal. $1 million, I think it's $1 million or $2.5 million a year. Yeah, it's like one Something like that until 2035. Right? Now, by not doing that and paying him after a certain point, they were able to sign, I forgot this guy's name, but he was the NLCS MVP that led them to the World Series. You know, they lost to the Yankees. That part doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but... He led them to that NLCS, right? But yeah. since he was 
the NLCS MVP, and he became a free agent that season, the Mets landed two first-round draft picks. So for those who don't know, um, there's a compensatory round, right? And basically, that's for all the things that happen like this. So if a team kind of gets screwed over by a player leaving, and they do well somewhere else, then they get another pick. So the Mets got another pick, and take guess just guess who they took in the 2000 draft. I don't know. Who did they take? Well, 2001, my fault. David Wright. And he's there. He was there. He's literally their captain. He was their Derek Jeter. <laughs> he was their Derek Jeter. I mean, I'll take having to pay this this guy Bobby Bonilla all that money every year as long as we were able to use David Wright for that long time until 2018. I think was the last yeah. official game. I think it's worth it. Yeah, he did. But a that, lot. That's why I think the draft is the right amount because you need compensatory picks. You need stuff like that. And if you didn't have late that, picks, like people get picked in the late picks. In, in the, late rounds? Yeah. At, but if you don't have those late rounds, then high schoolers won't get drafted as much. Mm-hmm. Or people who aren't like top prospects out of college won't get drafted. You need to get drafted. You need to give them that chance. Mm-hmm. And then they prove themselves. Yeah. All right, so we got ballpark hot dogs. Ketchup or no ketchup? I'll tell you my opinion after this because my opinion is strong. I'm a ketchup connoisseur when it comes to my hot dogs. You know I'm I'm putting that those three lines of ketchup on my hot dog and I'm slamming her back. <laughs> no no relish, no mustard, no Dude, nothing. I'll tell you just what, my ketchup. I don't like ketchup. I when I was younger I used to eat, I used to put ketchup on my fries, um used to put it on my hot dogs, never hamburgers though. And, I, and then I'm just not a fan of it. Like I'm barbecue sauce guy. Like barbecue sauce is really the only condiment I put on my stuff. Less is chicken finger or chicken tendies. Chicken tendies, Spencer. Chicken, chicken tendies, tendies and French fries, and I, I mix honey mustard and barbecue sauce. That's my go-to condiment. All right. So next question: Who isn't in the Hall of Fame that should be? I'm sure there's a lot of people we could think of, but right now, off the top of my head, I'm thinking Pete Rose. Originally, I wouldn't have said that, but after the Astro scandal, if they make it into the Hall of Fame and he doesn't, I'm gonna be really mad. Yeah. As a fan and like just being a part of the game, like that's not okay. Yeah. We're not gonna elaborate a lot on that, but like I don't think that that would be okay, like for him not to make it in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm with you there. So back to the game, sunflower seeds or bubble gum. So as a baseball player, I use both a lot. I love. Yeah. I'm I'm a catcher. Let's talk about. I... Let, let's switch it because we both agree on that. Let's switch the question up a little bit. Let's go to our favorite brands and flavors. Okay. So if we're doing bubble gum, mm-hmm. I'm taking double bubble. I like the bubble tape, the bubba hubba bubba tape. Mm-hmm. But double bubble is my go-to. I'll pop two of those back if I'm in the infield, like second, short, or third. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be blowing bubbles. Yeah. But also, I love um, getting a whole mouthful of sunflower seeds. <sighs> but there is one sunflower seeds. Don't don't hate on me for this one. Taco Bell sunflower oh. seeds. It tastes like I'm eating Taco Bell, know. and it's amazing. I don't. I don't agree with that. Let me tell you what. I used to chew double bubble when I was during games, and I don't like it as much. So I would go big leaf chew. Oh, big leaf chew! I forgot the original about those. flavor though. I can't, I can't do all the yeah. sour stuff. Yeah, the big leaf chew. Big leaf chew. I forgot about that one. Um, that's my gum go to in the outfield. I'm an outfielder, not strictly, but like if you need to play infield, I'll do it. But I'm an outfielder. Let's be yeah, real. Yeah, Let's yeah. be real. Um, but as far as sunflower seeds, at first I was like, oh, David is the only one, and then I found Bigs. Biggs is a great sunflower seed company. I never eat original unless I have to. Yes, like, it's got to be like last resort. It's like, oh, man, there's nothing there's left. There's nothing else. And then ranch used to taste good to me, too. But now I don't really like ranch because, you know, I don't eat salad either. So like, I don't like ranch. You know, I can't put that dressing on my sunflower seed, keep it on my salad. I, I like, I'm a barbecue guy. 
I used again barbecue. I used to like bacon, but now I like barbecue. So barbecue is my go-to see. But I don't like. I'm not like you. I like it delicate. It's a delicacy. You can't put all of it in your mouth and just. I don't the no, time. no, no. I, when I'm, I only eat seeds when I'm in the dugout. So, if I know I'm gonna bat, I don't eat seeds. It throws off my momentum. Like I have like a whole process that I go through when I'm about to bat up. I'm in my. I'm in the mindset of I'm watching the pitcher. If I know I have, if I have a chance to bat up, so even if I'm like the fourth in that yeah. inning, I guess mm-hmm. I'm watching the pitcher. Like I, I put maybe a seed in my mouth. That's it. Like when I'm eating seeds, when I don't have to focus as much, it's like. Oh, yeah. yeah, I already batted up. I'm just cheering on my teammates in the dugout, or I'm sitting on the bench for that inning. But that's that's really, that's yeah. really it. As, as a catcher, I can't I can't. You can't seats. really, yeah. you, you got to be able to call but stuff when out. But when I'm on the bench, though, I'll I'll put, like, a handful in my mouth, and I'll be able I to put... I can't be a squirrel like that. I no, go one at a time. No, I'll be able to put in my mouth and move one seed one by one, and yeah, then, then you take foolish. out the seed, spit <laughs> out the shell, and eat the seed. That's what I do. So, all right, let's head to the next one. We're getting a little carried away over here. Um, so let me flip this one right here. So you're going to a game. You're going, you're, you're going to a game. So you're, as a player, what are you doing before? Well, I guess you could do player and fan. I took it as a fan. Oh, I took it as a You're player. going to a game is, you're going as a fan. Okay. We'll, we'll do yeah, it as both. We'll do I don't both. think you should do player. I mean, all right, I guess. So as a fan, um, our dad kind of still listens to us. Every time he takes us to a game or we go to a game with friends, you try to get there right when the gates open, or at least an hour after. You watch some BP, just relax, walk around the stadium, see what's up with that. Um, excuse my MacBook for having notifications. <laughs> Apple, come on, bro. Um, but yeah, basically we just try to get there ahead of time. If you're lucky enough at the right stadium, I know Camden Yards, Yeah. before all the coronavirus happened, there was you could literally go right next to where the player's entrance is, uh-huh. and you can just get, get autographs, autographs on top of autographs. See people... It all like depends doing, uh, on the area, yeah. I like um, seeing their, when they do the batting before. Yeah, BP and IO. BP. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I like watching really that. really cool. And as a player, get though? Get lucky to catch a ball. As a player, let's say I have like a, a 10 a.m. game. Let's just let's entertain the idea that this game is five minutes away, right? Um, I usually like to wake up at like 7, 7.30, um, mm-hmm. get, get a small breakfast. It's like maybe like a small sandwich and yogurt just enough to keep me going throughout the day then i'm gonna start stretching at home um slight jog around like the area where we're going around like again a lot of stretching at home so when i get there i don't have to stretch as much and it's more throwing and getting the momentum getting the body warmed up all the blood going through your body um i'm obviously go-to is literally throwing the ball so i'm an outfielder yeah and long toss i love long toss like, yeah. when I can get it on point, like, I can tell how I'm going to do in a game defensively from the very first warm-up of long toss. And I, like, um, one of the, my favorite drills you used to do before a game was, there's no name for it, really, where you just, like, line up. And you just keep throwing it. You keep throwing it in, like, a line of, like, three different yeah, people yeah, throughout yeah. the whole outfield. And you get on a straight line. Because, like, you have to turn quick. You have to act like you're in a, you know, a second baseman or shortstop turning that, too. Uh, that, the simple things I would do. Then I like to get as much batting practice as I can before a game. Not that I'm a terrible batter. I'm not amazing, but also not terrible. But that's the one thing I'm really self-conscious about, my batting. Because I feel like that's the hardest, one of the hardest aspects of the game. It is. Like, you, you have a new pitcher every time. You always got to adjust. Mm-hmm. So I like to get as many swings in as I can, even if they're dry. Just the, the muscle memory. Boom, boom, boom. Every time. That's my. That's what I do before a player's game. So if, say, we're in the same exact situation, mm-hmm. get, got a game five at minutes 10, away. Five minutes mm-hmm. away. I'm waking up at, like, 7.30, 8-ish. I'll go for, like, a little jog around the neighborhood. 
I'll come back, eat something nice, get a nice breakfast going. Then I, I don't really stretch when I when I at home. I'll I'll put in my earbuds, my fake AirPods. I'll put those in. Oh yeah, I used to listen to music too. And I'll I'll listen to music um like on the like on my way there and while I'm there I'll listen to music, stretch, throw, do some catching drills with a couple of catchers. Mm-hmm. You know, try to get to the best uh, spot I can be and just get ready for the game. Then take off those headphones and I know it's game time. <laughs> Alright, so the next one. What do you do in October if your team has been eliminated? I it, say the Yankees were eliminated. I would, I would, I still would watch. I no no doubt in my mind. I'm still gonna watch. It's gonna be. I'm not. I'm gonna be rooting for another team because mm-hmm. I, I just want to. You like, gotta pick, pick a team at least. Pick a team, and you want to see a team to win like that you like. But if if my team loses, I'll, I'll I'll still watch. Definitely, I'll be sad. You know, for my team, but I will definitely <laughs> watch. No doubt in my mind. Have you ever been to Cooperstown? Yeah, me and Bob been to Cooperstown. Yeah, I've been as an umpire and as a fan. Uh-huh. Talk about it as one of our episodes. I'm not going to elaborate too much, yeah. but um, kind of sad it's not having this season. Hopefully next season we could uh, get back on track and yeah. get, uh, not get down there, get up there. Get up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have been there as a player. I love it. The whole, even oh, yeah. just as a fan, like going down the Main atmosphere. Street is one of my favorite parts. Uh-huh. Like I told you, I'm a big memorabilia guy. Like if you were to come to my room, you'd see baseballs well i don't here's the thing i don't buy baseball signed by other players I, yeah. i'm not into that kind of thing some people are that's fine um i do like autograph pictures though and trading mm-hmm. cards so yeah. i have a bunch of those i have a lot of trading cards i have around two or three thousand and you organized. also have a lot of figurines well the, 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 keep they're organized by name not by team yeah. so i got a whole library of players like oh what year did this guy play and boom i pull it out i'm ready to go i got you know i got figurines bobbleheads foam fingers hats jerseys um, yeah I'm more of a jersey and hat type of guy. You're the memorabilia. memorabilia. I, mean, I know. I have my fair share of jersey yeah. and hats, too. I yeah. got a lot of stuff. Like, I got uh-huh. rings. Um, I got the ring, too. The, yeah. the souvenir cups. Got a lot of stuff. All right. So, let's go to our next question. What record is least likely to ever get broken? I feel like the least likely record to be broken um, was the... What's his name? The Barry Bonds home runs. I feel like... Yeah, 73 is a lot. No one's going to be able to get close to that. 73, the, the most hit last season was 53. Okay, but I kind of disagree with you there because home runs have been on the rise the past five years. So, I forgot what the statistic was, but I think in 2014, only like 10 players home run had 30 or more home runs. And now it's around half the league. So, I think that someone will break that. I think in the next five years, someone will. I'm not saying Jimmy Pilon just because he got 53. Yeah. But yeah. your rookie season, you put up 53. Aaron Judge, his rookie season, put up 52. 20 more. Is that far of a stretch? Is it that far? You know? I mean, obviously not this season. It's yeah. impossible. But is it that far of a stretch to hit 20 more home runs? I don't think so. As long as... It, home runs are a hot streak. Uh-huh. You either... You're seeing the ball and you're watching go out or you're striking out or hitting a pop fly. When you're trying home run, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. You're always swinging under. There's no way around it. Yeah, you're always getting that pop. Yeah. Um. So what are your go-to ballpark snack? Or what is? What is, not what Grammar. I was going <laughs> to say snacks and then I just said snack. Um, 
I mean, I'm a chicken tendies guy. So I like to try chicken tendies or french fries at every stadium at least once. Once I've had it once, then I try something else. Mm-hmm. Um, it really depends on the stadium. Like, I don't know. I mean, it, that's it's really like the best chicken tenders I've had were definitely Detroit. They were cheap yeah, too. You said that. Paid six bucks for chicken tenders or french fries. You'll never find that anywhere else at any major league, major league stadium. Yeah. I mean, as far as minor leagues though, they have pretty bomb food. Mm-hmm. Like, it all depends on the area. So you might get, I don't mind a fan of seafood, but some stadiums are, have really good crab. Like, yeah. I smell it and I'm like, wow, smell it. Like, if I like that smell, it'd probably be good. Yeah. Or, um, like sausages. Some um, good sausages. That's what I was going to say. Um, My, mine is like a hot dog or a sausage. I don't, I, I can't go with the hot dog. That's the thing. Unless they're like dollar dogs. Like, I don't think that's worth it. Cause like, they usually overprice those. Yeah. Like $5. And I, it's like, dude, y'all paying for this a whole bun. I, yeah. I'd rather take the <laughs> sausage though. Because, like, I don't know, something's about it. It's really well-seasoned most yeah, of the guess. time. And just put some ketchup under my three lines, and I'm ready to go. It's your first memory of baseball. My I would first. say just in general, not, like, don't yeah. exclude fan or player. Just like my, my first memory of baseball. I was, I think, five. Mm-hmm. And I played t-ball at um, one of the local uh, little leagues by us. And... I remember they called me Lightning because I was really quick. Uh, and I would just literally hit the ball on the ground and just run around the bases. I mean, everyone would get a home run back then, but that's what I did. Double headers, a fan or not? Oh, for sure. It gives the opportunity for players to get called up to the big leagues oh, just yeah. for a double header because they don't have to worry that much about the second game or maybe they don't want to bet the first game. They pick which one they want to do. Um, that's, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Like what it's no matter double headers are good. I mean, even as a fan, they're good. Yeah. Cause you, you pay for one games. game and you're going to see two, Who wouldn't want at that? least 18 innings of baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a win-win for everybody. Everybody makes money. Everyone gets playing time and everyone gets to watch baseball. Nothing better than a double header. Yeah. What is your favorite baseball stadium? Well, I haven't been to a lot, but my favorite out of all of them is Yankee Stadium. I'm a Yankee fan. I love going there. Just the atmosphere. Everyone mm-hmm. around you is a Yankee fan. Die hard. And it's literally like, it's the greatest feeling when someone hits a home run. Literally, the crowd is basically like going crazy. Like the the yeah. stadium's almost shaking. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best feelings. And plus they have that museum because like I like to go a couple a couple hours early, like an hour or hour, hour early. Must well, I can't speak right now. But um, I, it's uh, Yankee Stadium, no doubt. We're going to go one more question each. We're going to wrap it up here. So, what is the most under... Who is? Who is? I can't speak right now. I'm sorry for my grammar. Who is the most underrated baseball player at this time? Hmm. Underrated baseball player... At the, oh, it's not all time. At this at, time. At right, this that time. makes it a little easier. Yeah, at, least. at this time, yeah. Hmm. So basically, who does well and who doesn't get acknowledged for doing that well? What's that White Sox or basement? For me, it would be Yohan Mankata. Yes and no. Um, I think he's good, but he's not amazingly... Like, not, that's not a word. But like, amazing. He, he's, he's not good. amazing. Like, he's, he's good. Not, but he's not good enough to say he's the most underrated baseball player at this time. True, but like a lot of people don't. Think. A lot of people don't know about him, but he's also not good enough to be uh-huh. the number one player. Suspense. 
Who is your I'm going for... I mean, this guy was my number one with a top three lineup. I'm going Jeff McNeil. Not because I'm a Mets fan. Um, I mean, he was also overlooked because he was next to Pete Alonso. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to, even if you're doing amazing at any other statistic, this guy's going for the, or he did get it, but the rookie home run record. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to compete with that. I'm sure they weren't competing, but he, I mean, he was third in batting average. A lot of Nobody ever talked about that. Mm-hmm. Ever. I mean, I would say DJ LeMayhew, but he got a lot of credit. Yeah, he did. I thought it. he was going to go down the same route, but since... Judd and Stan weren't on the field the whole season. He got a lot of credit towards that season with yeah. Miguel Andujar mm-hmm. and Gary Sanchez. But I really think I would have to go Jeff McNeil for like this past season yeah. just because of he's versatile, man. Like he, 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 he can play every position on the Mets lineup. And except for catcher. Ex- except, I mean, would he say no, though? No, that's the thing. You can put him back. He wouldn't say happens. no. Let's yeah. do it. I want to see it. He's played second base. He's played third. He's he has, I don't think he's played shortstop because they had him at Rosario. Yeah. He's played first and he's, he's played, played left field. and right. Yeah. He's exactly what you want in a player and uh-huh. not a lot of people know that. He's that UT guy. All right, last right. question. What is your favorite baseball movie? So there's obviously a lot of baseball movies. We have a whole entire episode about We had a whole this. list about that. You could check that out. But my favorite is the number one that we had on that mm-hmm. spot, The Sandlot. Sandlot's a great movie. I can watch that over and over again and still won't be bored It's, it's classic, man. It's classic. It's my favorite movie of all time. Not even my favorite baseball movie. It's my favorite <laughs> movie of all time. Don't get me started. But The right. Sandlot, number one. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 13, season one of the Dallas Rays podcast. Make sure you go to poddex.com. Use code TravisSentMe10. That's poddex.com. TravisSentMe10. For 10% off your first order of your pod deck. I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Follow our Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. And as always, stay tuned for more. And baseball is finally back.